Good day, everyone. Welcome to Van Chicago and Stories, the podcast. I'm your host, Pete Costanis. Today's date is February 1st, 2022, and this is episode 102, season 5. And thank you for joining me, and I have an interesting show coming up. Uh, I will be talking about uh, Atari, my memories of uh, Atari games. Uh, it's still around, of course, but I'm talking about... My memories of that in the 1980s, far different from what it is today. Also, I'll cover a few things uh, that happened this week. and uh, But right now, the program will go into a commercial break. And this program is brought to you by Hostess Crumb Cakes. And here is a commercial featuring actress Anne Blythe from the 1970s. Enjoy, everybody. Hello. You know, for several years I've been telling you about Hostess snack cakes and how much my children love them. Now Hostess has made something new for me. Although the kids enjoy them too. New Hostess crumb cakes. Light little cakes with a grown-up taste. Made with a flavorful cinnamon topping over delicious moist cake. Perfect for coffee time, breakfast, anytime. New Hostess crumb cakes. The light little cakes with a grown-up taste. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed that commercial for Hostess Crumb Cakes. Uh, I'll give you a little history about uh, the actress. Is, her name was Anne Blythe. Uh, she was uh, started in the movies uh, for many, many years, and uh, she's still alive. Uh, she's 93, uh, 93 years old, and uh, her famous role was Vita Pierce. In the 1945 movie, Mildred Pierce, that starred Joan Crawford, and uh, Anne Blythe played uh, her daughter, and uh, it was real, uh, she was very venomous, very bitchy, (laughs) you know, and uh, I love that movie. I've seen it about at least 10 times. It's a great, great movie. Uh, Joan Crawford won the Academy Award for Best Actress. She deserved it. And... uh, it's a it's a classic. They play it on TSCM all the time, you know, and it's based on a novel. And I remember Kara Burnett did a parody of her of Mildred Pierce on the Kara Burnett show in the seventies, and it, that was hilarious. It was it was funny. So, uh, so for Hostess Crumb Cakes, uh, I think I had it once during that time in the seventies. It was okay, you know. It's like for adults. <laughs> But uh, I haven't seen it since, so it uh, just came and went. Okay. So thank you for joining me today. Uh, we'll talk of today's topic is about Atari uh, arcade video games that I played at home and also at the video arcade. I'll get into that. and then. But first, I have a few things to cover. It happened this week. Uh, first of all, let's see. Uh, today is the 40th anniversary of Late Night. Uh, the TV show that's aired after The Tonight Show, and it 
It premiered February 1st, 1982, and the first uh, host was David Letterman. And uh, he had a show before on NBC on Channel 5 uh, in 1980, and that only ran about, eh, not very long, <laughs> you know. But it was a variety show, and it was in the morning. It didn't do very well, but uh, a, lot of, a lot of people, I remember a little bit. I never saw it. I don't think I had, because I was in school. And uh, anyway, they asked him to do, do a late-night talk show. And they never had that before, but I think they had the Tomorrow Show with Tom Snyder. I remember that, and uh, but that was different. That wasn't like what it is now. So David Lerner said yes, and then uh, it premiered, like I said, uh, 40 years today on February 1st, and then uh, it became very popular. And uh, I remember watching it uh, at times in the 1980s when I went to DeVry Institute of Technology. I went to school there, and I was studying Late at night, you know, I needed a break because uh, sometimes you, too much studying wasn't good for your head. It felt like it exploded. But I was in my bedroom. I had a black and white TV set, and it was a Zenith. And my godfather got that for me as a present when the, when we first moved into the house uh, in 1974, you know, at, at, in the Ashburn neighborhood. It was my very first time, but it was black and white. That was okay. The car room was in the living room. Well, I talked about that uh, on another time. Uh, I talked in another uh, episode. Anyway, uh, I first watched David Letterman on the old black and white set while I was studying, and uh, he was amazing. I loved the. It made, it made you feel comfortable. I was relaxed watching him be watching him interview celebrities, and uh, the first guest was, of course, Bill Murray, uh, who incidentally. Became uh, the first guest on uh, David, Letterman, David Letterman's talk show on CBS and Channel 9 in 1993. So um, then uh, I remember the guest stars they had. Uh, they had the stupid Petrix, uh, the top 10. Uh, he would interview uh, people uh, on the streets of New York. Uh, one of his, and they had Paul Schaefer, the band leader. Memory with the funny glasses. And uh, of course, there was a guy, Larry Bud Melman, <laughs> the funniest man I ever saw. He, he was a weird looking guy. He had a weird voice. You know, I think he worked for the Transit Authority, you know, Port Authority. I think he did. I'm not sure. Um, but I watched that uh, during the 80s. And uh, then uh, he left. He was going to take over the Tonight Show when Johnny Carson retired, but that didn't work out. Jay Leno took over. So David Lemon had his own show. He went to another network. And then uh, who took over? The late night was Conan O'Brien, which he was, who is he? I never heard of him. But uh, he was a funny guy. I, I liked him. He did some goofy stuff. A lot of goofy stuff, you know. And uh, he was there for a while. Then he took over the Tonight Show, but very briefly. That was a big, it was chaotic, you know, after Jay Leno. And then, uh, then after Conan O'Brien left, the late night show, Jimmy Fallon took over. And he was there for a while, and then then he took over the Tonight Show after Cohen, and then uh, Seth Meyers is on Late Night now, and he's going to have David Letterman uh, as a guest tonight. I, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that'd be great. Right now, David Letterman has a he's kind of bald and he has a, he has a beard. He looks like Santa Claus, <laughs> but he still sounds the same. He really is. Uh, once. One thing I remember about David Letterman, it was the funniest thing. It wasn't on Late Night. It was on Channel 
too. It was on CBS where he was talking about fast food and he wanted to take someone glamorous, someone, you know, uh, you know, uppity, you know, to get with him to go sample all the fast foods in Los Angeles. And who did he pick? He picked Zaja Gabor. <laughs> You know, she was Mary's Mary Times. She was alive back then. And then, uh, so he went to pick up her, pick her up at her mansion. Her husband was standing there. That was her eighth husband. And then they, they went to every fast food they went to. They had hamburgers, fish sandwiches, tacos. Uh, and it was, she was a good sport. She really, I don't know if they ate all that food, but it was funny. I think there's a clip of that in YouTube. So I hope you could enjoy that. Anyway, so uh, happy 40th anniversary, late night. Okay. Next thing I want to talk about before I get to Atari is uh, actor Howard Hessman. And he passed away on January 29th. And he was a wonderful actor. And he was known for his roles as Dr. Johnny Fever and WKRP in Cincinnati. And as Charlie Moore of Head of the Class. And then uh, someone, you know, I, I mentioned that on, or not mentioned, I posted it on my Facebook page and, you know, my social media accounts. That he also was on One Day at a Time. He played... Uh, and Romano, uh, Bonnie Franklin's husband, in the last two seasons. I forgot about that. And uh, that man was everywhere. He was on television. He did some movies, but he was on TV. He had a lot of TV roles, a lot of them, a lot of TV shows. Uh, it's one of his first TV appearances was on the Andy Griffith Show, which I forgot about that. And then uh, also. He made uh, appearances on Bob Newhart show. He played uh, a patient of Bob Newhart where he revealed to be gay. <laughs> I remember that one. And uh, also, his most famous role was Dr. Johnny Fever on WKRP in Cincinnati. I never really watched the show, I, maybe at times, but now I love it. And I saw the reruns. So he played that role to a T. It fitted like a glove because he was a DJ before. So um, he was he was wonderful. Wonderful. And uh, let's see. Uh, his real name was John R. Caravella. Dr. Johnny Fever's character. And uh, according to some sources, he got fired from an LA uh, radio station. He said booger on the air. <laughs> okay. And, uh, you know, he was, uh, he was a funny... He was a funny character, you know, uh, kind of obnoxious at times, but uh, but he was a good man. You know, like, he was a very good man. Uh, the next role uh, Howard Hessman played was head of the class. He played a he was an actor, but he became a social studies and history teacher. And he taught a group of students who were very gifted. And uh, I loved the show. I watched it during the 80s. And it was also the first TV show that aired that filmed in the Soviet Union at the time. It was not Russia, the Soviet Union, and Moscow. And uh, I don't know how that came to be, you know, because, but tensions were melting. They were going away at the time. So uh, I remember watching that show. It was great. And it had a good cast and ran for five years, but he only stayed for the first four years, and then he left. I don't know why. And uh, still syndicated as of, WKRP, you used to watch it, and, uh, you know, he, he was a wonderful actor. He played in uh, a lot of television shows, a lot of, I remember him Soap, uh, all over, you name it, he was there. He started some movies, a few of them. He was in Police Academy movies, 
I remember that. Uh, so God bless him. He was a wonderful actor. Okay. And uh, one more thing I want to talk about before we get to Atari is uh, I talk about uh, this book that was released that was released yesterday. And it was called Lost Chicago Department Stores. And uh, I received an advanced copy of it before it was, you know, released to the public, you know. And I read the book. I finished it yesterday. And it, and it talks about the department stores that are gone on State Street in Chicago, in the loop. And uh, it covered, each chapter covers uh, Marshall Fields, Carson Perry Scott, Sears, Montgomery Ward, uh, I think of Weebolts, and also other stores uh, that were there, uh, Blitton's, Charles A. Stevens, uh, there was one called The Fair that, that closed in the six, early 60s, and uh, I can't think of, uh, can't think of the top of my head, the other ones, but uh, it's a fascinating book, and it's written by Leslie Goddard, wonderful lady, you know, and uh, she's very nice, and uh, I am mentioned in the book. I am mentioned twice. I, uh, so if you, uh, I will tell you what I said. Uh, one is about uh, the Weebolts at Fort City and the shopping center in Chicago. And the other one was about Gately's People Store, which was not downtown, but it was in the Roseland area where I used to work, used to live. And I talked about the donut machine, if anyone remembered that. So that was cool. I loved it, and I appreciate it. And then I posted, I told everyone, I posted on my social media accounts, please buy the book, you know, and uh, they loved it. Also, other stores they uh, talked about was Goldblatt's and uh, Polk Brothers, and they talk about the uh, Christmas decorations on State Street, you know, the stores with the window displays, you know. It's fascinating. If you love Chicago history, this is a book for you. I'm a geek on this. I, I love it. And it's fascinating. Uh, I love the book. So you can find you can find it on Amazon or any bookstore, Barnes and Nobles. You can order it online, or if you're at a bookstore, you know, check it out. You'll be uh, very very you'll be very surprised. It's uh, cool pictures in there. Really nice. Okay. Right now we're going to talk about uh, Atari and uh, my memories of Atari was that uh, I was living in the Ashburn neighborhood in the late 70s and early 80s, and uh, I remember the the commercials for Atari. And, uh, you know, I wasn't into video games like that. And uh, my brother saw the ad, and you, on an impulse, he bought it. <laughs> he bought it. I think he bought it at Video King, maybe. I'm not sure where he bought it. And he brought it home, and it had it was the wooden panel with the two joysticks, the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. It's a game console, and uh, I don't remember what first game he bought. Maybe Space Invaders or Asteroids. It could be Asteroids. And then you know, I had time because I was studying. I think he bought it uh, around when I went to Daly College, so nineteen eighty one, eighty two, around there, and. Uh, so I started playing. I had time, and I, we invited a few people from the neighborhood, friends of mine. So we played Missile Command, Asteroids, uh, Space Invaders, um, uh, not Pac-Man. Uh, that, uh, I'll get into that in a second with that. And, uh, you know, just a few games. I think it was Pitfall. 
And I also played uh, not just at home, but video at the video arcade. There was a place at Fort City Mall in the lower level called Peacock Alley. And the and the video arcade was called Wizard of Games. And I went there all the time. You know, you put they had pinball machines, video games, and then you yeah, bring a lot of quarters and a lot of change. And uh, it was fun. That was a fun I loved it, you know, and you played all kinds of games. And uh, I remember playing Donkey Kong there and uh, Pac-Man was there. That's where I first played. And also, I also played uh, video games at Fort City Bowling Center, which was uh, across the street. Well, not across the street. It's in the mall, but you have to go to 76th Street. It was right next to the Fort City Theater. And uh, they had a section where the video games were and pool tables, and I played there too. And there were a lot of kids from my high school at Bogan. They played there as well, and it was fun. I loved it. Also at Scottsdale Bowl, which was located 83rd Street and South Cicero, in the Scottsdale neighborhood, the borders Burbank, Illinois. And I went bowling at times and uh, played video games. You know, bowling is the only sport I like. I really did. Others, nah. Wasn't good, not interested, still on that. But bowling, I liked. I really did. Okay. Right now, the program will go into a commercial break. And uh, this program, this commercial is for Atari from 1981. This is 20, it's the Atari uh, 2600. So um, I, before I start the commercial, I, I discussed about Atari in the previous podcast episode. So you have to find it. I think it was episode in the 40s. So, But I'm going to go into more depth after the commercial break. Okay, so here's the commercial from 1981 for Atari 2600. Those old reruns keep your family apart. Does your dog fall asleep at the very start? Then turn off the TV. And here's what you With an Atari game, a flick of the switch turns your TV set into a playground and your family room into a family room. Have you played Atari today? Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the commercial for Atari. Um, right now, I'll go into uh, describe some of the game. Well, not really describe. I'll list the games that I remember. Uh, that I had and I played and uh, remember, you know, remembered. Of course, <laughs> that's what I said. Anyway, uh, these were the golden age of video arcade. So I'm going to read the list, and uh, there, there were a lot of them. And uh, so here we go. Uh, there was Space Invaders. Uh, that was introduced in 1978. Uh, I remember it was blue and white. You shoot them up. That was. Uh, that was the first blockbuster video game. That was the most popular. And uh, it's still a great game. It really is. You know. Uh, before, you know, before I continued, uh, there was also other like video companies like Activision and Television. So uh, I don't know. I didn't have time to do research on that. So, uh, But I'll just read off the, the list of games that I remember. And then we'll see. Okay, and let's see what we got. Uh, there was uh, Galaxian, Lunar Lander. I remember that. Uh, Asteroids. I had Asteroids. I played that on the video arcades. I love that one. I really did. That was fun. 
and it was Battlezone. Uh, there was also Berserk and Missile Command. I loved that game. I played it at home. I played it in the arcade, and uh, that was a tough game. You know, once you, once you increase your score, it got harder and harder and harder, and you know, like that. And then uh, next was uh, Pac-Man. Now Pac-Man, it was not available at at home. You know, that came, I think it came about 82, 83. And they wrote a song about Pac-Man. But I played it in the video arcade all the time. And then Ms. Pac-Man came. But, you know, those ghosts that followed uh, the Pac-Man, you know, he's chewing the, all the tablets. It's scary, you know, because uh, they're very intimidating, those ghosts. I never, never, never did well on that game. No, it's fun, but never did well. Okay. And let's see what else. Uh, we have Centipede. Oh, I love Centipede. You know, there was Millipede, but Centipede was fun. You know, and it goes like that. <laughs> I played it in the video arcade, too. Also, Defender, very popular game. Very popular. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, there was another one called uh, Tempest, Donkey Kong. Everyone remember Donkey Kong. I love that. It was Frogger. I never played it. I've heard of it, but never played it. And also, let's see what else. There was Gorf and uh, Scramble. Ms. Pac-Man came out in 1981. But uh, it, according to this, it was created for my bootlegged hack of Pac-Man. I don't know. I, I think it was some somebody did this, and then they found out about somebody from who worked for the video uh, company heard about it and he probably bought them you know i don't know the whole story of that okay there was vanguard uh dig dug donkey Kong jr that was the sequel of that uh it was called let's see what else jungle king moon patrol uh cubert remember cubert that was fun uh, there was Tron. That was based on the film. I remember the movie. It was a pretty good movie. I like that. Uh, it was way. It was uh, way ahead of its time. It was from Disney. Uh, I haven't seen it in years. You know, but I like to see it again. It was Zaxxon from Sega. Uh, let's see. They also had sports. They also had champ champion baseball. I think basketball. They had all that. Uh, Dragon's Lair. Uh, Mario Brothers still played. You know, it was a game featuring Mario and his brother Luigi as plumber, Italian American plumbers. They did that. And uh, let's see. Also, uh, some of the movies uh, had video games, so like Star Trek and Star Wars. Atari made a movie for that, and they used the voices of the actors. And uh, let's see, Tapper, and there was Punch Out. So there were a lot of them. A lot of games. Okay. And, uh, well, today I don't play video video games much. You know, I'm older, but I, I I play on my computer, like on Facebook. Like, for example, they have games I played. Uh, right now I play Solitaire and Bingo. Just goes to show you I'm not a kid anymore. But Bingo is wonderful. I love that game. So I played uh, every other day whenever I had a chance. And, uh not, I never go to a bingo hall or parlor. I never done that, but I just play electronically. But it's it's fun to be with people, you know, do it in person. Okay. 
So that'll be all for today. Uh, I'm sorry to be very brief on that, but uh, I had a lot to cover. So, uh, so I today I discussed uh, the Atari uh, video games and the, and uh, where I played at home and at the video arcade. Also, uh, I talked about uh, late night, the 40th anniversary of late night with David Letterman, and uh, also Howard Hessman, the, the actor to pass away, and of course the Lost Department Stores book by Leslie Gard. So check it out; it is on sale. If you love uh, Chicago history of retail, Marshall Fields, Weebolts, uh, Carson Perry Scott, go get the book. I finished it, and it's wonderful. Okay. So uh, the next episode would be 103. That should be this weekend. I don't know what I'll discuss, but uh, there's time. So uh, so this is Pete Costanis, host of the podcast for Van Chicago and Stories, the podcast. And thank you for joining me. I enjoyed ta- uh, talking, and uh, I hope you enjoyed listening to me. So uh, bye-bye. For now, for me, and here's a little traveling music from Ray Rayner saying bye-bye, saying bye-bye. <laughs> okay, take it away, Ray. So long, everybody. We have to go. Bye-bye-bye.